For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. We host Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024. And in today's episode, we're going to continue talking about injuries because we're the Magic. Why the <laughs> hell not? Um, also, we'll be talking about the Magic going into double overtime in a very tough loss against the Sacramento Kings. And how do we not talk about the newly announced Magic doing the unthinkable and finally putting up a jersey in the rafters and talk about... Um, our reactions to that. But before we get into all that magic stuff, uh, just a quick word from our sponsors. Bet online with the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing. Bet online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action, see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So jumping really right into it, um, we're recording this podcast Thursday night. It's 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, We just got the announcement just a few hours ago that the Orlando Magic will be retiring Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. The first Jersey retirement for the Magic. The Magic were one of three originally before this announcement of teams in the NBA that haven't had a retirement jersey um, in the Raptors. Now leaving behind just the Clippers and the Raptors. It's a shame that Vince Carter doesn't have his jersey retirement in Toronto. That's insane. But besides that, Al, give me your, your initial reactions. Shaq gets his jersey retired at the new Kia Center. What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, I think unexpected, like the timing of it. You know, it wasn't like it was announced in the off season or it was announced early in the season. Like it's right in the middle of the season. So kind of weird timing. Um, but I did see a lot of kind of confusion amongst Magic fans and, and really unhappiness with the fact that Shaq is going to get to be that first person. And uh, I think we'll, that will lead to some debate between me and you today because – I get it. I do understand that the whole LA situation, how he left. Since he left Orlando, he hasn't really repped the city of Orlando that much. Um, so it's a lot that, that can be, you know, broken down and discussed about that topic. But to me, it makes sense, man. Like he was the first person that put us on the map. He was the first person that took us to the NBA Finals. So if you think about someone that deserves it in the sense of being the first one to go up in the rafters, I think Shaq is that person. And not only that, let's talk about politics a little bit in the sense that he's still a very big influence in media. He's still someone that has a lot of attention just in general. 
So from that perspective too, I think it's a good look for the Magic to to kind of amend that relationship in in a way. Um, but to me personally, I, I'm okay with it. I'm just happy the team has finally embraced retiring jerseys. We talked about that for years on the podcast. If you've been listening to our show, you can hear those episodes and you've heard us talk about this topic. Like, why don't we do it? Guess what? It's finally happening. So for that, I give the Magic a lot of credit. It was long overdue. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I look at it two different ways. Um, so the 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 first aspect of it is really, I mean, I'm more excited about the Magic finally retiring a jersey more so than it being Shaquille O'Neal. Um, and, and these are the reasons why. When it comes to Shaq, Shaq is such a, a polar figure that it, it, there's there's no in-between. You either love him or you hate him. And there's there's a good amount of Magic fans that are more on the the hatred spectrum. Um, I will say that um, when the the 30 for 30 documentary came out um, with, with this Magic moment on, on ESPN, I, I think that kind of released some of the tension off of Shaquille O'Neal and the hate. So I, I feel like the fan base, that, that narrative kind of supported the fan base um, or, or changed the mindset of the fan base of kind of accepting Shaq a little bit more. Um, and in terms of mending fences, I feel like the Magic already kind of did that with Shaq, you know, when they inducted him into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame and gave him a nice little plaque. Um, the retirement jersey, I'm not, I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not crazy for it. I'm not jumping out of my seat. Um, am I accepting of it? Sure. Um, but this puts the Magic in a, in a very, in my opinion, awkward situation because when it comes to retirement jersey, uh, they're in debt, man. They're they're in debt. There's a there's a good amount of players that deserve having their jerseys um, in the rafters, and the idea of just having Shaquille O'Neal as a sole recipient right now feels a little. It, it feels like sloppy seconds. If I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, more so because you're you're talking about retiring a jersey. Yes, Shaquille O'Neal was a man that put us on the map. Shaquille O'Neal is an individual that really force his his dominance right he he always talks about him being a dominant player he was exactly that he is the defining reason why the orlando magic were at least very respectable early on and we weren't you know the charlotte bobcats as an example right but at the same time this is somebody that considers himself to be a laker legend we are retiring a laker legends uniform in our rafters this is somebody that you know, although we're we're in okay terms now or good terms now, this is somebody that um, really wasn't an advocate for the Magic for a good amount of time. Um, so that that's kind of that's kind of my my drawback from it. it. It's they they built him a statue in L.A. Man, like Jersey retired in L.A. He's not he's not a a he's he's no longer a Magic player in my eyes he's more of a Laker player and it doesn't matter what he says he he can say whatever he wants you know he there, there was a quote from him um i can't remember how how far back where he talks about you know i i regret um leaving the Orlando Magic if i was to go back in time i would i would do it the DeVos family they they deserve titles and blah 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 yeah, that's that's all fine and dandy but that wasn't the case this is somebody that is is a big name in NBA basketball. We know that. He's a big public figure. But, my man, he won a championship for the Lakers. He won a championship for our in-state rivals of Miami Heat. We, we had four years with him. That's not not a whole lot of time. It's not. So, again, it's it's more. And, and, and this is the weird part, right? 
the fact that the announcement really came from him a few days ago on his big podcast is even more weird like the magic don't operate that way i'm sure that that's not i'm sure they weren't happy when they found out that he was the one that mentioned it before and it's the fact that the magic don't do stuff like that and Shaq is the type of person kind of boosts himself up every chance that he gets then i don't think people really took that serious you know so uh, i'm i'm happy that we're doing it if Shaq has to be the first one then Shaq has to be the first one I'm not jumping out of my seat that it is Shaquille O'Neal, but I'm, I'm at least happy that they're finally opening that door because that that allows for opportunity for other well-deserving players to have their jersey in the rafters. And I think I agree with you 100%. I think that's the exciting part, that we finally opened that door. We can go to the Kia Center now for years to come and see new, new jerseys being you know put up in the rafters. That's going to be exciting. I think we need to put up something up there because we don't have much. Um, but it's it's true what you say though, you know, Laker legend, Miami Heat championship, you know, so when you think about like our rivals who we really kind of don't like as a fan base, he represents those two teams really before we come to mind, uh, at least when it comes to where he accomplished the most. Um, but let me ask you, who do you think then goes next? Because to your point, I don't think Shaq can be up there by himself for a long time. I think at some point the next year or so, um, we'll see someone else go up there. Who do you think that person will be? You can make the argument for Nick Anderson, um, but I mean, I, obviously, the the name that comes to mind is how how do you not if if you're retiring and this this is the the weird part, not necessarily weird, but the where we kind of have to think. All right, so you're retiring Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. What is now the criteria? Like, is it is it accomplishments? Is it um, fanfare? Is it? Uh, marketing like what what is really the criteria for a player that was only with us for four years right so you have to assume penny hardaway is 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 a lock like that that has to be yeah. a lock when you, when you talk about iconic uniforms uh iconic numbers like number one anyone rocks a number one you're the first person you're thinking about is penny hardaway and depending on your age you might think is t-mac Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm not even crossing off T Mac as not being a possible option. T Mac was only with us for for one year. And he was an, he was also for four years, and he was also another you know polar figure. Um, I, I it, to me it would have to be Nick Anderson, uh, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway has to be up there. But just to kind of take it a step forward, this also almost damn near guarantees that Dwight Howard is also going to get his jersey up there. If mm-hmm. you retire Dwight Howard's, how do you not retire Jameer Nelson? Like there's just going to be an ongoing. The Magic are in 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 debt. They're truly in debt with um, who deserves to be up there. And you know, it's again, I'm glad that they're doing it because this will allow for us to be able to establish history. Um, but again, for Shaquille O'Neal, I'm not I'm not going to look up and you know be like, oh my god, yes, Shaquille O'Neal in the rafters at 32 looks beautiful, like. I just I don't know I don't know like I I'm I'm struggling right now to even think of another player that that wore number thirty two for the Magic outside of Shaquille O'Neal like C.J. Watson comes fir- to mind <laughs> yeah like it's not like it, it's still like watching um you know traveling queen wear number twelve to me is really weird like it's yeah. still that yeah. that to me doesn't sit right you know what I mean Jonathan Isaac wearing number one that doesn't sit right. If a player comes in and wears number thirty-two, I'm I, I'm not I'm not batting an eye. I'm just 
I'm just not. It's it's okay. It's acceptable in my eyes. Yeah, I think for me personally, I think you got you got Shaq number one. I think for me, the next one would have to be if you ask me, Dwight Howard. And I'm only saying that just because you're going to start with those who have taken you to the finals, who have taken you the furthest, I guess, as, as a franchise. And to me, it's the two of them. And then to me, then Penny, T-Mac would be the next ones to follow, followed by, in my mind, Nick Anderson. Like, it's, it's tough to say, but if the criteria is not quite there right now, we'll see what they do in the upcoming years, um, who comes next and things like that. That may give us the answers. Um, but to your point, they do have a lot of pain back to do. I think they, there's a lot of debt as to, as to who goes next and guys that deserve to be up there in the rafters. So at least we know it's going to happen. I also found it weird that they never made an announcement about this. Like, hey, by the way, starting with our 35th anniversary, we're going to start retiring jerseys. So we knew it was coming. It was kind of out of the blue. And to your point, Shaq said it first, and we on social media talked about it. And we were like, nah, that can't be real. The Magic don't do that. So again, the timing of it and the way they're handling it, it's kind of weird. I get it's an anniversary year. But again, it could be made a bigger deal. The fact that the franchise is now doing this because the fan base has been asking for this for years. Yeah, I mean, listen, e- even so much so that we we didn't even make a post about it. Like we we just completely we ignored it. Um, but again, I'm I'm glad that they're doing it. Um, the ceremony is going to be on February 13th, so I'm sure that you know it's maybe our perspectives will change. I hope that when they do retire his jersey. I hope that it's just a retirement <laughs> of the name and the jersey. I hope that they don't put, like, the date on there. Uh, that, that was my only thing. Just because yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's the fact that the tenure was, was really small. Like, Jameer Nelson playing with us for a decade, like, that, that to me is like, you know, it's, it's, that's wow. That's huge. That's, that's, that's honorable, man. You should celebrate that. But Shaquille O'Neal with us for, for four years, as impactful and huge as, as he was, I get it. Um, I just feel like, man, when, when we talk about people that talk highly about the magic or talk about us in a positive light, the only time Shaquille O'Neal has ever really, truly done that is when we talked about wanting to own the NBA franchise. So, true. um, I don't know. Congratulations to him. That's, that's another thing that he can add to his, his rap lyrics, which is cool that he can <laughs> brag about. Um, outside of that, uh, it, it is, it is awesome that the magic have now, uh, found a way to truly, truly honor uh, some of these players outside of um, the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, I've always, I, I've liked it because this allows for them to be able to honor, you know, more more players that maybe wouldn't get a chance to have their jersey retired. Um, and this definitely should be, you know, reserved for the elites. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. I'm I'm curious now, like what what is the time span, right? Like to me, that's that should be the next question. Like, all right, is this something that you're gonna look at every five years? Are we now, you know, at the 35th anniversary? Do we now wait for the 40th and then the 50th? Like, how much long in between do we now have to wait for, you know, the the next one? I, I just, man, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel icky with Shaquille O'Neal being the only jersey retired in our stadium, um, and and again. In my mind, he's he's a he's a Laker player, and he's he's super proud of his little statue that he has in L.A. And you know, it's it to me is more of of another another asset that he can brag about. Yeah, but I I think they should over the next five years maybe do the next five jerseys, and then after that start doing it every five years from there. But they have enough to do one every year for the next five, and then after that kind of dial it back. Just kind of what I think they should do. Yeah. 
But hey, they've done it. Congratulations. It is it is long time coming. Definitely a surprise and a shock, but definitely well overdue. All right, so let's talk about the week in review. So the Magic, uh, big win against the Knicks, 117-108, and then we kind of go on a losing streak. Not kind of. We 100% go on a losing <laughs> streak with a loss against the Suns, 112-107, to loss uh, against the Warriors, 121-115, a loss against the Sacramento Kings, 138-135. to It's been a very, very tough, tough road trip. Um, the Magic have been, we, we've been struggling. A lot of that is attributed to the fact that we just can't stay healthy. It, it's just, it, it never fails us. If there's one thing that you can bet on, it's the Magic not being healthy. I feel like, you know, this has just been our story every season long. And it is it is biting us and it's biting us pretty, pretty bad. So um, I want to spend some time talking about last night's game because last night's game was was awesome it was awesome in ways that it shouldn't be awesome but but it was for those of you that were um uh brave enough for those of you that had the energy for those of you that had the effort to stay up until past one o'clock in the morning to watch this game into double overtime kudos to you i did not have that energy in me <laughs> i just i just didn't i tried my hardest and could not. I got two kids. And I got a job early in the morning, which is impossible. Um, luckily, Bally Sports, they, they got me locked in with the replay. So it was awesome. I was able to catch up to it. But if you watch the game live, I'm sure that that was something epic. Because knowing, watching that game on replay the morning after this morning. And knowing the outcome uh, of of scoring and, and, and just from the highlights that I saw. I was still anxious watching the replay. So give me give me your quick thoughts around uh you know what 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 are your likes and what what stood out to you in that Kings game? I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I don't know about you guys listening, you Anthony, but once France went down and we were trailing at halftime by double digits, my mindset was we're done. We're not going. There's no way we're going to compete. There's no way we're going to keep up with the Kings. They're a really good team. And to make matters worse, we're playing the second game of a, of a back-to-back. So I'm like, we have no chance. On top of that, Paolo sprains his ankle in the third quarter. And you're like, okay, here we go. Not only did we lose Franz, now Paolo's heading to the locker room. And some way, somehow, after he came back, thankfully he did, it was just literally magic from there. Like, the team just caught fire. Paolo was unstoppable. We were hitting threes left and right. And just a fight. So again, I'm going to give credit to Coach mostly for one thing, man. Like, we've said it before. The way he gets the guys to fight, I don't care who gets on the court, if it's G-leaguers, if it's the third string, whoever it is, they play hard, they fight. And last night was a perfect example of this. Like, this team fought so hard. Paolo Vincaro, I mean, he scored the last 18, uh, at one point, he had an 18-point run where he was just by himself scoring against the Kings and keeping us in this game. Big bucket after big bucket. So if you're wondering if this kid is an all-star, just watch last time last night's game. There's no way you can debate that. Um, unfortunately, it came down to a few tough, tough calls uh, that we can look back and say, man, those ended up costing us the game. And guess what? Today, the, the two-minute report came out uh, by the NBA, and there were about four calls in the final two minutes of that game that were completely missed by the refs and called incorrectly, unfortunately, against the Magic. So... I went from this mindset of we're going to lose. Doesn't matter what happens. We're playing hard. We're competing. 
But to see that today, it made it sting a little more. The fact that we lost a game on some calls that were really, really questionable to begin with, especially that Sabonis screen uh, against uh, Queen, like that was complete BS. Like that was a game changer. Um, but outside of that, it is what it is behind us. Amazing game, amazing performance, a classic. This is now back-to-back years where we go on a crazy game against the Kings. I remember that that buzzer beater by Fox last year uh, from half court. That happened here at Amway. It's crazy. Like we got this, we got this thing with the Kings where some classic games happen, but it was tough just because if we could have won that game, it would have made the road trip a little bit better. Knowing what we now know, the fact that France is hurt, the team keeps getting hurt, Gary Harris is hurt again. Um, but man, zero and three in the road trip. But that game last night was a blast. What were your thoughts? Yeah. So, so what was awesome about uh, last night's game is is the fact that the Magic found a way to be competitive with weird rosters, uh, rotations, excuse me. So we, we saw Traveling Queen that played a total of 38 minutes, Caleb Houston 31 minutes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, yeah, uh, Chuma OKK played play 27 minutes. And it, this game reminded me a lot of, uh, this might have been a few seasons ago, but it reminded me a lot of uh, the game that the Magic played against the Lakers. And we were able to beat the Lakers with, you know, players like, uh, uh, your guy was it Brandon Johnson? What's his name? Uh, the guy B.J. That Johnson. Like? B.J. Johnson. Excuse me. Yeah. B.J. Johnson, Wesley Awandu. Um, you know, Markel Fultz was in that game. It, it reminded me a lot of that game because, uh, man, it, it it was every literally everyone giving a, a ton of effort. Um, for the Magic, it's surprising for the Magic being a team that struggled so much from behind the three point line. Uh, it was fun and funny. Uh, to listen to Dante and Jeff Turner kind of talk about our shooting and how how crazy it was, just everything seemed like it was going in. The Magic ended up um, scoring a franchise record of how many three point shots that they made behind the three point line. And twenty five to me that that was fun. Yeah, twenty five. Jalen Suggs with fifty percent um, from three point line shot, um, six for twelve. Paolo Bancaro six for nine. They were going crazy. Uh, Chumo KK finally showed some life, which was super dope because this is a player that every single fan um, rode off completely, even myself. Um, so to see him give a, give a little life and and really just kind of go in guns blazing, fearless, looking for a shot, uh, you can even tell like he he felt like he could have done more. But it wasn't just it wasn't just his three-point shooting. It was his rebounding. Uh, it was him finding Paolo Bancaro with an inbound pass. Um, it, it was him playing defense. He was literally doing everything. You may not see it on the stat sheet. You know, he only scored, you know, 11 points. But, you know, during his, you know, 27 minutes, he was plus four. And it was it was awesome. Like, if, if Chuma is able to give some type of energy like this, um, you know, on a consistent basis, he, he's going to find minutes on the floor. Like you, it's, it's, you have to play him. It's just, we need to be able to see that consistently. Cause there's times where, 
you know, he's been thrown been thrown in in garbage minutes, and he's just trying to look for his own shot because he's trying to take advantage of the little time that he has. Um, but I, I really love seeing, you know, uh, what we expected from Trum, from Chuma when we first drafted him. So that was fun. Um, and, you know, Traveling Queen, I, I'm sure he had no idea he was going to be playing this many minutes. It, it just was not, it didn't cross his mind. And then Caleb Houston, awesome. Also, four from six from the three-point line. Uh, it, the purest shot on the team, man. Every shot that he takes, it, it looks like it, it goes in. Um, he's, he's a pure shooter. I I love what he brings. So it it was fun. It was fun, um, seeing guys that we don't normally expect much from give us their all. And, and I think that no matter win or loss, obviously we want that win. Uh, you, you can, this is a loss that you can definitely build on. For sure. It's unfortunate now that we know what we know. So the injury report came out for tomorrow's game. And it seems like we're going to get Cole Anthony back. But unfortunately, France, which we expected, uh, that ankle injury, unfortunately, we haven't talked about it too much yet. But that ankle injury did look bad initially. Um, he ended up not coming back into the game. And now we know he's not playing tomorrow. But not only that, now we see that Gary Harris is also not going to play tomorrow in Denver, which must suck for him. The fact that he's going back to Denver, where, where he kind of started his NBA career and uh, people love him there. So he won't be able to play there. Uh, Wendell Carter is questionable. So it's like, I don't understand, man. Like, this list just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And we'll transition to injuries, I guess. And, and I'll ask you, like, what, do, I mean, what do we do? I, this is what? The sixth year in a row where injuries is an issue for the Orlando Magic. And we talked about it early in the season. Like, we were winning. We're playing well. And a big part of that was we had, we had healthy bodies. We had a team that was available to play. And we saw the results. We won nine in a row. We were we were nine games over five hundred at one point. But unfortunately, we're back to reality now. Injuries are a big deal. But we can't get guys like Gary Harris to stay healthy. Wendell Carter keeps struggling with the the wrist, the knee. And let's not even talk about Markel Fultz and the fact that he keeps going from questionable, which gets gets excited, to then be listed out back to back games after that again. The same thing happened last month against Boston. So like. What do you make out of all these random injuries, but then how we're handling them? Because I haven't even talked about J.I. yet. The fact that he, as precaution, took a day off against the Cavs a few weeks back. And since then, it went from a, a sore hamstring to now a hamstring strain to now he having missed the last almost two weeks. What are your thoughts on that? No, I know it's a, a topic we've, we've discussed plenty in this podcast, but what are your thoughts on what's happening again with the team? Injuries suck. It's just it's just what it is, and it's unfortunate because it feels like we've been cursed with this injury bug for years. So whoever pissed off, whoever apologize to whoever it is that you need to apologize to because we we need to be able to shake this off. Um, but but truthfully, you know it's 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 a blessing in disguise that it's. I would rather it happen now than it happen later in the postseason. So get get all that out of your system now because when it comes closer to, you know, the the end of the season, we're really going to need all our guys to be able to really make noise. Fortunately, the Magic they we you know, when we went on that 9-game winning streak, it, it gave us a good uh a good cushion in between. So right right now the Magic are tied um for the 6th uh seed with the Cavs and the Knicks where we're all tied 19 and 15. But the Magic need to start winning some ball games, and the only way that that's really going to happen is us getting healthy, and that needs to happen 
soon. And if it's not getting us getting healthy, we need to start bringing guys back in. Like Markel Fultz, like it's it's now time, or early or not, it's now time to start bringing him back. Like Paulo Bancaro, Paulo Bancaro is going to end up hurting himself more if he doesn't have help. Like he's he's doing a lot, and and the way that Paulo Bancaro plays basketball. It's not like he's he's playing with finesse. He's playing with body, with contact. Like every play, he's he's trying to muscle his way through, and it's gonna it's gonna hurt him in the long run if he doesn't have that support. Um, and and Franz allows for that to to take that pressure off. With Franz out of the game, I mean you're you're talking about somebody that you know barely had twenty two points at the end of the third quarter. My man ended with 40 plus. So he's he's doing a lot. He's a stud. You need to be able to find him help. And we can't just rely on on him. It's it's a lot different if we're relying on a player like Steph Curry who's shooting from behind the three-point line a majority of his of his game to where Paulo Bancaro again he's putting a lot of strenuous movements on his body and I think that you know if we don't do something quick um, we're we're really gonna hurt ourselves in the long run because we we absolutely need Paolo Bancaro. Like we we need him for us to be able to do any kind of noise, any kind of damage this season. Yeah, man, I'm just hoping that to follow up on that, we we need France also available, right? Because he he's the one that takes that that, that load off of Paolo. Some sometimes when he's getting those double teams and triple teams, they can't do it when France is in the game. So I'm hoping that he only misses a couple of games. Historically, France has been a made out of iron. This dude does not miss games. So I'm hoping that he only misses a couple of games, maybe at most, maybe a week. Um, but we need, we need some good news there from him. So hopefully tomorrow there's, there'll be an update um, from Denver on how he's doing. Well, we're not getting much. We're going to get the same thing day, day to day. We'll see what happens. But um, to your point, man, we need this guy's healthy. We need J.I. We need Markel. Like, it's been a long, long time. And... My thinking is, so the front office, we knew it was going to be an evaluation year. We knew they were going to be thinking about who fits, how do we build from here. What are your thoughts on that? Like, if you were in the front office right now, what are you thinking when it comes to guys like J.I., Markel, Gary Harris that have proven to you now for two years that they cannot stay healthy? Is it, when is the time to, to kind of cut ties and say, hey, we need availability. We need guys that are here to help our team win. And to your point from last week, we talked about this, the trade deadline is getting closer and we got to figure out, like, do we make a move now? Do we wait it out until the end of the year? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, re- reality is that we have certain players that they just cannot stay healthy for a good stretch amount of games. Gary Harris is one of them. Jonathan Isaac is another. Markel Fultz. Like, they, they just can't stay healthy. Um, now, a player like Jonathan Isaac isn't a player that I would like to move on from for the simple fact that we're not really relying on him as much as we were relying on Markel Fultz or as much as, you know, you would say that we would kind of rely on Gary Harris, right? Jonathan Isaac, you know, his contract isn't strenuous. Um, when he plays, it elevates our team just that much. His impact is just that great, right? Um, but you you really have to answer, start answering tough questions like, you know, if we can't if we can't rely on you, then what what good are you for us for this team? Paolo needs help. Franz needs help, and if we can't get it, then the Magic need to start really thinking about, you know, what's what are we gonna do that's gonna best elevate this team around 
Paolo and Franz. And the NBA trade deadline is is now the good opportunity. Do you try do you try and save the season? If we if we're still if we're still dealing with these injuries, the Magic have to decide is this the season that we're gonna really push to make the playoffs? Is is that what's most important to us? Because if it is, then you're gonna have to make moves to be able to save the season. Now you you would hate to make a move like that because you don't want to jeopardize anything for what's happening now. Like, and our front office has never operated that way, right? They're they're not going to do anything. Um, they they don't worry about now. They worry about long term. So, you know, it, it makes it makes the situation difficult because uh, you you want to be able to provide support. We just haven't been able to be healthy. We know that with a healthy team, um, you know, we're 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 a great great basketball team. Um, and we've talked about this before, strength by numbers. In order for us to be really successful, we need to be able to have everyone. Our, our death is our strength, and we just don't have that right now. Like, traveling queen playing almost 40 minutes is not, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was a great basketball game. We enjoyed it. It was surprising. He had a nasty block. He had a nice dunk. But we can't rely on that. Like, we can't rely on... Uh, Jalen Suggs scoring six three-point shots like every game. Paolo Bancaro doing the same thing. Us scoring 20-plus three-points, three-point shots in a game. That's just not, it's just not, not consistent. That's just not, not the reality of it. So the Magic go three and seven in the last 10 games and, you know, five and 10 in the last 15 games. So my question to you then is, are you worried about our spot? Like, are are you worried about us falling far down to where we kind of jump back into reality where, Hey, maybe the reality is that we're, we are a playing team. So that that's the fear, right? So this month is, is a beast of every month. The schedule is not easy at all. Um, so if we cannot get healthy, that's why I said like France missing maybe a couple of games. Okay. But if it's like a two week thing, a month thing, it's brutal for us. A huge hit. Um, Markel and J.I. not coming back or like anytime soon. That also gonna it's gonna play a factor. So we need to win a few games in January. I'm not expecting a winning record in January, but something close to it. The key to me is this team being three games above 500 to five by the time of February getting here. Like we gotta be above 500. If we're falling behind that, then to your point, it's gonna be rough. Although the schedule does get easier after February and hopefully we're healthier by then, we can go on a run. Um, I'm of the preference of us kind of protecting that lead that we've built. You know, at one point we were nine games over 500. That was incredible. I, I want to at least stay above 500, a, a decent amount by the time that the schedule eases up in February. Um, so, yeah, I am a little concerned. I do think the Cavs and Knicks have had their struggles I don't think they're going to go on some crazy run here and, and distance themselves from us by a large number. But if we continue to lose, we may ourselves be hurting ourselves about if we cannot find a way to win some games. So I think personally for me, I'll be honest, like if we make the playing game, that was my goal entering the season. That was what we were kind of hoping for. So if that's where we end up, it's kind of disappointing now. But that's still an accomplishment to go from a tanking team to a rebuilding team to now a playing team. Progress, right? But after where we were, third seed, fourth seed in the East, with some potential showing and the injuries hurt us again, it'll be a tough pill to swallow to go from April through October knowing that we, we could have been better. Um, 
So yeah, I am a little bit concerned, but let's see what the next couple of weeks bring for us. But what about you? What are your thoughts when it comes to where we are today and where we may be heading? Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't care. Get in. If it's through the play-in, it's through the play-in. If we're blessed enough to where we get things rolling again, then and when we don't have to be in the plan, then ideally that that would be the route to go. But as long as the Magic find their way into the postseason, that's all that matters because we we know that this team is just it, nobody was expecting for that from us last season. We really wanted it, but no one was really expecting that. This season, we go on a run, we start winning games, we start getting a little recognition, and now our expectations has adjusted, right? But we're going through the injuries, and we know that the injuries is just a part of magic. It's just part of our brand at this point. It's just what we deal with, and it's it's a major, major deal. Um, so for, for me, ideally, do we want to stay out of it? Of course, but if not, it's not it's not the end of the world. As you said, it's, it's not a failure, it's still success. If anything, a playing tournament, I don't want it, knock on wood, if anything, a playing tournament will kind of help set the tone for a young team like the Magic going into the playoffs, right? So if they have to battle it out in the play-in and they still find their way into the playoffs, man, you, you talk about a confidence booster, you talk about a good simulation, you know, you, you talk about how much the team has already grown from an in-season tournament and being in that level of, of competition for basketball, you know, it, it allows for the team to grow even that much more. So um, in my opinion, just get there. You know, you're, you're going to go through adversity. This is just the, the, the time where the Magic are going through our adversity. We're dealing with it now. Um, and through that, Paulo Bencaro, I mean, he's he's just shining from it, bro. We're we're talking about um, in the four game West Coast trip so far. Paulo Bencaro is averaging thirty two point seven points per game, eight point three rebounds, uh, six assists, three point seven three points made. Like like this dude is just balling, balling, and with that, unfortunately, he's still not getting the respect that he deserves when it comes to the. Uh, all-star voting so the the first batch of votes that finally came out and Paulo Bancaro was listed as the 10th most votes amongst Fords in the Eastern Conference um, right behind Kyle Kuzma and you know Mikhail Bridges uh, Bridges I understand I, I like Bridges Bridges is a baller Kyle Kuzma for the life of me, I I have I don't know I there's no he plays for the Wizards Wizards are trash Kuzma is 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 Kuzma. Do you still see, like, do you, do you believe that Paolo Bancaro is a lock for the All Star game? And, and mind you, this is just to be clear, this is fan voting. I, I think so. I think he will be. And to your point, this is fan voting. I never expected Paolo to be, you know, a top three, top four in, in the voting from fans. Like it wasn't going to happen. No matter how many votes we as Magic fans submit per day, per week, per month. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, fans are, you know how it is, man. They're going to go for the dudes that they see on ESPN every day and NBA TV and TNT. That's just the way it is. To your point, though, Kyle Kuzma is not on national television. He is not uh, on a winning team. But why is he there? Because he's LeBron's old sense. teammate. That's yeah, the reality yeah. of it. So all I'm going to say is, as Magic fans, let's 
ignore the fact, uh, let's ignore this voting. Like, let's not pay attention to it. It doesn't matter. I know we want the recognition, but at the end of the day, the way that Paulo's going to get in, it's a reserve. And that's the only way, right? So we'll worry about this later in January once TNT announces the reserves. I firmly believe that Paulo's name will be there. And man, you talked about Paulo playing well. Franz, another guy that was building up. He was averaging over 25 points uh, in, in the last few weeks. He, Paulo doing the same. So that duo that we've talked about so much about being unstoppable in years to come, we're seeing why. They're, they're hitting that stride now where they're both hitting 20-plus every night. Again, man, we're going to be a winning team here very shortly. Winning very, very often, thanks to these two guys. So to a degree, I think even France might get some some love if there's a lot of injuries in the East. Uh, because again, France is balling out. He needs to do it more consistently, but uh, Paulo for sure. Yeah, the Magic will have the second to last most difficult schedule for the remaining of the season. So hopefully January, um, there'll, there'll be an opportunity for us to be able to win some more basketball games and, and kind of get us going. Um, towards the second half of the season. So kind of talking about the week ahead. So tonight we have the Denver Nuggets followed by Sunday against the Hawks and then Tuesday against the Wolves. Um, The last time that we recorded when we had our predictions, one out of the two of us said that we would go one and three. And unfortunately, that person was correct. Um, So (laughs) what would you say is uh, your projections now? uh, Realistically, Al, for the week ahead, you nailed it, man. You had that that one and three, and it's exactly what we did. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be right, though. I didn't want to be right. I, I, to my defense, I will say I, I had us two and two, and it would have been that Warriors game had we been healthy. Unfortunately, we weren't, and here we are. But looking ahead, man, things don't get any better. That Denver game, unless something miraculously happens, uh, no way we win tomorrow night or tonight here in Denver with so many injuries that we're dealing with. I am really, really hoping. Come back home on Sunday, face the Hawks, Sunday afternoon game. Markel is back. J.I. is back. Joe Ingles is back at the very least. France, we'll see what happens. But getting some depth is going to help us because we need that against this teams in the East, like the Hawks. Um, so hopefully we win that one. And the Wolves, man, they're a great, great team. Uh, that's going to be a tough battle. Again, if injuries continue to be an issue, even though the game's at home, it's another t- challenging game for us. So I'm going to hope for one and two. But again, if injuries continue to be this bad, it could easily be another 0-3 week, and uh, we'll be hitting, what, six-game losing streak at that point? Hopefully that won't happen. Yeah, for me, buckle up is going to be bumpy tonight against Denver. Denver Nuggets, you, you already know that that's going to be a rough one. We've struggled with the Hawks and then the Timberwolves. They're, they're just playing really good basketball right now. Anthony Edwards is is a dog, so um, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried. the The part that um, is a shining light is the fact that the Hawks game and the Wolves game will be will be at um, those game will be at home. So we want to be able to take advantage of home court, um, and hopefully one of those games will will fall our way. But if I'm predicting and I'm putting my money on it. Uh, sports betting is now legal in the state of Florida. <laughs> I would not be putting any money on the Magic at all for these upcoming games. It's just with, with injuries, how can you? If we had a healthy roster, it would be a different story. Unfortunately, that's just not the case for our guys, um, and, and this is kind of where it's at. So the question is, now that the Magic are really dealing with these injuries, is this an opportunity for us to really get a chance to be able to see Jet Howard? Jet Howard has been absolutely balling 
uh, for the Osceola Magic. Can we can we see? Do you predict? Is there an opportunity? I mean, we're we're seeing traveling Queen playing heavy heavy minutes. Is there a where will we see Jay Howard? I mean, I, I I hope so. I really think that he's not playing tonight in Denver. They didn't call him up just because the road trip's already ending. So kind of no purpose in flying him out across the country to just play one game. But I am hoping that Sunday night here in in um, in Orlando facing the Hawks, we see him again. If the injuries continue to be as bad as they are today, hopefully that changes. Let's let's get that very clear. But if it doesn't, there's no way you cannot play this kid. I mean, you have to at this point. He does. He has a skill, a shooting skill that we need. I mean, look at Caleb Houston. His job is to go up and down the court, play decent defense, and shoot the open threes. That's exactly what Jahauer needs to do. Um, if he can do that and hit a couple threes a game, that's a nice start to his career. But he's got to find a way to hit the court. He was the 11th pick in the draft for a reason. I'm hoping they saw some sort of talent that they that they liked. Well, let us see that because I think the time has come where we need his his help here. So hopefully we see him. Um, but at the same time, if injuries can can heal and, and some of the guys that we know that are going to play can get back, like Joe Ingles and, and Markel and J.I., then I'm, I'm hoping for that first. But uh, if not, I hope we see him. Yeah, so uh, Jet Howard, he's averaging 20 points a game for Osceola, uh, averaging 37.7 uh, three-point percent from behind the arc at almost a 10 three-point shot attempts a game in the last six games. So um, this is definitely someone that, that can help from help the shooting. It's just we, we need to be able to transition what he's developing from Osceola into the varsity team. So um, on that note, man, tough, tough games ahead. Uh, a lot of exciting things to, to be excited for in the future of the Orlando Magic. Um, and we will just wait to see, man. Can we survive this span with, with injuries? How long will Franz Wagner really be out? Um, we've always called him the Iron Man. Hopefully we get to see him back soon. And this isn't one of those um, magic stepping in and extending uh, for precautionary purposes, uh, keeping Franz Wagner out for, for a really long time. So on that note, this show was presented by Bet Online. It is a wrap. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit orlandomagichq.com and follow us on Instagram at orlandomagichq and on Twitter at omagichq. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.